The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. The pre-med year, session number 271. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. If this is your first time here, thank you for taking the time to join us today. If this is not your first time, if you're a long-time listener, then you will be excited to hear a long-time guest on this show. Returning again, Allison Gray. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Am I a guest or a co-host? You're a guest. Yeah, I know. You're, you've turned into a guest <laughs> at this point. Okay, fine. <laughs> so Allison, for those of you who may be new, is Dr. Allison Gray, a world-renowned Traumatic brain injury neurologist. Oh boy, world renowned. World renowned. (laughs) That's very kind. Well, this podcast goes everywhere, so it's the world. There you go. There you go. So, well, uh, traumatic brain injury is my specialty. I am a general neurologist with a specialty in traumatic brain injury and concussion. So you're absolutely right. I would hope you would know that since we're married. Yes, we are married. That's how it works. Dr. Allison Gray, thank you for coming back on the podcast with me. It's been a while. I keep asking you to come on and you keep saying you're too busy. That is false, but you can keep telling yourself that. <laughs> and anyway, we want to talk about an interesting subject that came up in the Hangout, which if you're not part of the Hangout, it is a free Facebook group with now over 4,000 pre-med students in there collaborating, not competing, helping each other on their journey. And every once in a while, there's a topic that comes up that seems to spark some more pointed opinions and pointed thoughts of the medical field. And it's interesting that this came up recently because I was talking to someone at the University of Colorado recently, the medical school there, and she was saying how she reviews personal statements and one of the common pieces of feedback that I give in personal statements and even during mock interviews, is don't assume that you know what being a physician is like. Just because you've shadowed, you've got clinical experience, just because you're a nurse or a PA or an NP, just because you might have some of those experiences, don't assume you know what being a physician is like. I give that feedback all the time in personal statements and mock interviews. And then I was at the University of Colorado School of Medicine talking to an emergency medicine physician there who reads some personal statements. She's like, oh, she's like, I always tell students, don't tell me what being a doctor is like. I'm a doctor. I'm reading this. You don't need to tell me. And so there's been some stuff in the Hangout lately that seemed to, um, I don't want to say trigger, but push some of your butt. Yeah, sparked some interesting conversations and some thoughts that flowed out of you. 
what was your initial thoughts upon seeing some people talking about this is what medicine is like, this is how physicians are, et cetera? So, yes, this was a really interesting thing. And I've been in and out of the Hangout. I am not actually a moderator. I'm not an admin. I I am just there. And, one, and I'm not on Facebook all that often. Anyway, I was on the Hangout and looking um, on the Hangout. And it was actually, I think, like 11 o'clock at night and you were out of town or something. And so I was just hanging out. And I was looking at the Hangout and I saw some posts just just with some individuals who seem to be kind of saying that kind of thing, exactly what you're saying. And I first want to be really, really clear with everybody listening. I have the utmost respect and appreciation for your skills as a pre-med student, as a shadower or scribe in the emergency room, as a an EMT or a paramedic, an NP, a PA, a nurse, an RN, an LPN. An MA, whatever your role is, I need you to do well because that helps me do my job. And I, I said in my post, and I'll just say it again before we discuss anything further, that when you work on a healthcare team, you rely on every member of that team, whether it's environmental services to help clean a room so the next patient can be put in that room whether it's security to make sure that people are kept safe, whether it's the hospital administrator who runs the entire organization, whether it's a physician, no matter what your role, you have to have respect for everyone. And if you don't, you're in the wrong profession. So I want to say that first, that I respect greatly the time and effort that you've already all put in. There are people in the Hangout, I'm sure, and people who are applying to med school who Ryan has worked with, we know some of them, who have been in in the medical world, in healthcare, for 40 years. I mean, there was a nurse Ryan talked to long, long, long ago in the, the podcast who was like 53 years old and, um, and was a nurse and she was applying to med school. So don't get me wrong. I am not 53 years old. I'm not going to share my age because, you know, but I have clearly not been practicing medicine for 30, 40, whatever years. So a 20, somebody who, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of nurses, somebody who works in an ICU as a nurse, and has been doing that job for 25 years, you have enormous knowledge and enormous, you deserve enormous respect for your knowledge. Okay. So that's the first thing I want to say. <laughs> okay. Because that's really important. I think that leads really well into the next piece of the conversation, which is what you were just saying. What I started to see in the Hangout was that time, you know, a few times, and I'm not saying it was all over the place, but there are a few times where I noticed that some individuals were basically either directly saying or insinuating that if you have worked as an EMT or if you have worked as a nurse, or again, I'm not being specific, if you've worked in healthcare in any way, shape, form, or manner, and you have not worked as a physician with a DO or MD at the end of your name. I'm not talking PhD. I'm not talking chiropractic degree. I'm not talking <laughs> optometry. I am talking about a medical doctor. As what in, about the doctor of nurse practitioner? That's a DMP. That's a whole okay. different deal, buddy. That's a different episode. Anyway, so again, I've worked with DNPs. All due respect for everyone. You have to respect people. You have to respect people. Um, now. If you are going to start saying things like, well, 
you know, the ego of a physician would explode if you said X, Y, or Z, or, you know, this is what it's like to be a doctor. And you have to appreciate that if you're a physician like me reading that, or if you are a physician on the other side of an interview or reading your personal statement, and you're saying that kind of thing, it's insulting. And it comes across as egotistical, as arrogant, as uninformed, and assuming. Ignorant. Yes. And that's the last thing that you want to be conveying when you are trying to get into medical school, right? It's like, Ryan, if I were to go to my uncle's office, he's an attorney, and I were like, hey, Larry, so, you know, and Larry's actually been on the podcast. He's a cool guy. I'm like, Larry, so, you know, this is like what it's like to be a lawyer. And so I know that if I say X, Y, or Z to you, you know, you're going to say X, Y, or Z to me back. He'd look at me like I had three heads. I have no idea what it's like to be a lawyer. And guess what? Maybe I've, you know, interned in his office, which I haven't. That does not give me the knowledge I need or the experience I need to be able to make claims or thoughts or or to just, you know, say things about what the job of a lawyer is. So again, apply that to any industry you want. If you have not walked in the shoes of someone with an MD or a DO, or an engineer, or a lawyer, or a teacher. You cannot. It is insulting and not helpful to say that you know what it is like, or say or make claims about if you say X, Y, or Z, this is how that person is going to react. You just shouldn't. And that's at the core of why I give that feedback in personal statements, in mock interviews. You don't know what it's like to be a physician. You haven't spent four years in medical school. You haven't spent sleepless nights during your residency for three, four, five, seven years, fellowship for an extra couple years, whatever it may be. You haven't yet been the one that's had those conversations with family members, being the physician in the room, telling them that their loved one has passed. You may have witnessed it as a as a student shadowing. You may have witnessed death as an EMT or a nurse. But until you go through that process, and until you are the one that the responsibility lies on, you can't know what it's like. Yeah, and I think that was beautifully said. And I would add to that that I think you know, I think that some people are going to hear this and say, oh, God, you know, these doctors are so entitled and they think they're, you know, the kings and queens of medicine. No, the way that medicine has been constructed for the last several hundred years and probably long before that, but at least in the recent day, you know, days of the last hundred years and certainly in modern day, the physician is the team leader. If you go work at almost any institution, you will be told that the physician is the team leader. And if you go to a lot of other industries, if you, you know, that's the hierarchical systems do work and there are lots of problems with them, but there's a reason behind it. If you're a physician team leader, your job is to lead your team successfully to take the best care of the patient that you can and their family. So 
as an EMT, your role is huge as, you know, you bring the people in so they can even get medical care. It's you not like stabilize in, them. Right. It's not like in Germany where they have vans that actually go around and you can like get a CAT scan in the van. And I mean, they have doctors who like roam the streets in these vans. It's kind of <laughs> crazy, but that's another story. We don't work in, you know, in the United States, EMTs and paramedics bring people in or they life flight them in. So your job is huge. You go into homes where there's glass on the floor and vomit and all sorts of crazy stuff and guns. And I mean, you know, I can't even imagine. Okay. However, right, that doesn't mean that because you work with physicians every day and you bring patients to them that you know what it means to walk in their shoes. And I have believed this since I was old enough to understand what it means to walk in someone's shoes, right? It's the golden rule. You treat others as you want to be treated. And you cannot, this is where the whole concept of empathy comes in too. There's so much tied in with this. You cannot assume you understand someone else's life. You can you can think or you can try as best you can to imagine what it would be like to walk in that person's shoes. But the minute you start saying, I understand or I get that, that's not good. And in fact, as when you learn about empathy, because you will in med school and hopefully as a pre-med, the, the last thing a patient wants to hear from you is, I understand what that's like. No, you don't. You don't understand what it's like to have ALS and be dying, to be leaving a family of young kids behind, to be dying of cancer when you're pregnant, to be, you know, we could go on forever, right? You cannot. It is actually, I think, unethical to say, I understand what that's like for you. It, it, all it does is it, it creates distrust. It creates a lot of anger. It creates pain. Don't do it. And if you're trying to get, in, to get into medical school, don't insult the person whose you know, personal statement you're reading or whose interview is you're part of by saying, you know, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. I've been, I've been working in the hospital for 20 years. Don't say it because you're going to make people frustrated. So... Yeah, and, and frustration coming from the reading of personal statement side, the interview side, it's it's comes off less as um being insulted and more of just I, I when when a student says that or a student writes that, I just kind of laugh to myself because I know that what they're telling me has no bearing in anything. And therefore, I just, I don't believe it. And then I ignore what they're telling me. I ignore what they're writing in their personal statement. And then what am I supposed to base their admission on or their invitation for an interview on? Right. So you might be an incredibly qualified applicant and totally blow it because you say, yeah, I know what that's like. So, you know, what I should say, one of the the people in the Hangout said, and she was really sweet what she said, but she said, thank you so much for the admonishment and the encouragement. Because what we haven't talked about is a lot of what I said was actually very positive. And I, I want to just move into that if that's okay in a second. But I want to be clear with you all. I am not here to admonish you. I am not here to tell you you're doing a bad job or lecture you. The last thing I'm going to do is lecture you when you're busting your butts to to try to get through the day and pay your bills and go to school and take care of your families and change your career and get through college. I mean, all of these things or get through high school, right? I'm not here to do that. I'm here to encourage you, but we're also here to guide you. And if you are doing things that are going to put yourself in a position to fail or to not succeed, then we want to help you and help you readjust your your mindset perhaps or at least educate you on why that mindset is not going to be useful 
So that's why I wanted to say something because I thought, look, I'm not here to, this is not like social media, like people giving each other a hard time. That's not who I am. I'm here to help you guys, right? And so the second huge part of what I said, and actually a lot of what I said was about inner strength and, and you know, being a light, being a light in the world, letting your inner light guide you on this path and with the unbelievable challenges that physicians are facing nowadays. Unbelievable challenges. Like what? Well, some of the things that I highlighted in my post. So for starters, uh, <laughs> I mean, we won't even get into the political climate uh, because it's just, it's really, really, really dynamic and crazy what's going on. But that hasn't changed healthcare yet. Not yet. But there's a lot so, about pe- right, people trying to get rid of Medicare and Medicaid. I mean, there are all sorts of things going on. But in the, just ignoring all that or putting it aside for a minute, physicians are being asked to do more and more and more and more all the time. And so there are physicians who are working till 11 p.m. at night and then going to sleep for a few hours and getting back in there the next day. I have colleagues who stay at work till 8.30 at night, rush home to put their kids to bed and then start documenting in their computers immediately. Um, There are so many physicians who are literally breaking their backs to just make it all work. And that's why when things happen and people, you know, come in and say, oh, well, you doctors make so much money, they are failing to recognize how hard it is right now. And I am always really careful about how I talk about this on this podcast and and in general with how I speak and how I write, because the last thing I want to do is freak you guys out and, and just say, oh, well, you know, be one of those doctors that says, I don't want anybody to go into medicine anymore. That's not helpful. We need you guys. We need you guys to be the next generation of physicians. And we will forevermore need that. And you love your job. I do. I love my job. I absolutely love my job. Have I been through burnout? Absolutely. Have I come to the other side of it? Yes. Have I burned out more than once? Yes. But not out. I've burned like toast, but not like where it's so black that you have to throw it away. (laughs) Like, you know, like really like gross toast. Um, anyway, the point is that, you know, if you talk to most physicians nowadays, they have been they have gotten burned to some degree because it is extremely challenging. If you have a family, if you're married, if you're single, if you have a significant other, even, you know, who who knows? I mean, I know physicians who are single and have had horrible, horrible times. It doesn't mean you like you only burn out if you have a family. But the point is, so okay. Hospital administrators telling physicians how to practice, insurance companies telling physicians how to practice, physicians having to spend their day with the computer like 80% of the time or on the phone trying to get things authorized by insurance companies who are states away, you know, thousands of miles away and have no clue what's going on in their office or with their patients and have a couple things in the chart to read. Uh, physicians having to deal with their um, their livelihood and their well-being being just really, really, really not prioritized. Physicians having to deal with the constant pressures of continuing medical education credits in the setting of all the other things that they have to deal with. So whether you're a researcher, whether you're an administrator, whether you are a clinician, whether you are, I mean, there are so many things a physician can do, right? But in the the, the sort of central things that we're all looking to do, it's, you know, you guys are in the hangout, you guys are Applying to med school, probably not because you want to, you know, go work for an insurance company, probably, I'm guessing, because you want to practice medicine. You want to go find the cure for some disease or you want to teach. Okay, so those are the central kind of three things that a lot of physicians do. And if you're at all related to clinical practice and to do those three things is becoming more and more and more challenging. So recognize that in the role you have, you're busting your butt, but don't forget to Don't forget that if somebody, if a physician you're working for is having a bad day, there's probably a reason for that. 
And you don't necessarily just want people to overshare at work and tell you all their sob stories, but because people need to get things done and work needs to happen and patients need to be cared for. And recognize that. Take a moment, right? So some people are just not nice people, you know, and you're going to find that in any industry. Any industry, there are good people and bad people. There are, or people who make bad choices. There are people who are good at the job and people who are not good at their job. So don't fool yourself that that doesn't exist in medicine. It does. And and so to the original kind of post that probably um, sparked this conversation, the conversation was about physician and egos. There are plenty of physicians that I know who have huge egos. Absolutely. But to paint all physicians as egotistical is not a good thing. Yeah, it's really interesting because we've talked about this before in the podcast. There's a difference between being arrogant and being confident. And so you can have an ego to the size of the moon, but if that gets in the way of your clinical care, that's a problem. And if it gets in the way of how you, te- how you, how you interact with other people on the healthcare team, that's a problem. I hope that after all of this that you all take away something positive from this conversation. Again, we're trying to inform you and educate you. That's always our goal, and we're helping to guide you on your path to becoming a physician. And part of guiding you is also supporting you. I wrote what I wrote at 11-something at night because I was inspired. I was inspired to write something to support you. You are dreamers. You are fighters. You are a group of people that that does not give up. And each of you is fighting your own battle. You're fighting through your own challenges. You're overcoming hurdles. And every each and every one of you has had different challenges in your life and probably has fought tooth and nail to get to where you are. Maybe you're just starting out on your path to become a physician. Maybe you've been f- trying to become a physician for 10 years. Whatever point you're at in your life, I think that it's so important that you have good mentorship and good positive support and feedback. Ryan always laughs because he's like the person who will just tell you like it is and I'm the softy. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, he says that about like how I am in life anyway. And I'm actually not a softy in some ways. I'm like a super bulldog in certain ways, but I'm also a softy. And I look at it more as I am here to put out love in the world and I'm here to shine a light and I'm here to because when you when you put out love in the world, you're going to get love back. And sometimes life poops on your face. And so that's just kind of how life works. We've all been through really difficult times. And if you haven't, you will. <laughs> it's just the way life works. Um, but that all said, there is a there is something really special about giving back to other people. And I said to somebody, contributing to other people for me is like breathing. It's as important to me as breathing. And that's how I was raised. And that's what I believe in. And I think if you don't have to believe that as a physician, but I think that you need to for sure want to contribute to other people. And we've talked about the reasons for that many times and why that's, you know, you shouldn't go into medicine because of money. You want to be able to contribute to another person in their darkest hour, in their happiest hour, whatever it is. So at the end of the day, I wanted to bring light and, and positive energy and hope and just acknowledge all of you because you're busting your butts out there. And maybe some of you aren't told on a daily basis, hey, good job. You kicked butt on that test and you studied so hard and you killed yourself and got four hours of sleep and, and you you did so well. And or maybe you didn't. Maybe you failed and maybe you failed like astronomically. But it's not about how you fail. It's about how you pick yourself up and move on and course correct, as Ryan always says. So I think that at the end of the day, I just want you all to not take away an admonishment from all of this. Take away education and being informed and guidance and take away the fact that we believe in you and we are here to help you and we 
acknowledge and appreciate how hard you guys are working. And, and please continue to find that inner strength. That inner strength is what is going to help you survive the pre-med process, get into medical school, survive medical school, survive residency, survive being a physician. And we don't want to survive, right? We want to thrive. And you got to find that inner strength and and just hone it because you're going to need it in life and you're going to need it as a physician. I, I can't state that strongly enough. So that's what you need to fall back to every time you hit a bump in the road. Find that inner strength and be a force of positive energy in this world. There's so much stuff that's so negative. Don't be cynical. Don't be jaded. You're way not, you're not even physicians yet, right? You're not, you're not even allowed to be jaded and cynical. I mean, you kind of are if you've been in healthcare for a long time. But anyway, be positive, okay? Be collaborative. Don't be, don't be mean. Be supportive and shine your light on other people. Just like you want somebody to shine a light on you. And if you want a light shown, shined on you, what's the word? Shined? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Ask grandma girl. <laughs> on you. Uh, go to the hangout at medicalschoolhq.net slash group and join over 4,000 amazing pre-med students in there collaborating every day. Some amazing topics, amazing discussions going on in there, which is where all of this conversation came from today. Yeah, it's an amazing environment. And, you know, I'm not on there all the time, but I do read and I think that you guys are really pretty awesome people and uh, keep keep fighting the fight and do what you're doing. So a little bit of a different episode today. Hopefully you listen to this and get a little excited about what's to come. Have that light start to shine. I hope you have a great week. Join us next time here at The Pre-Med Years. <laughs> 